All right, we are here now live in another Faz Radio. We have Titan and Faz here, and we're going to start doing things differently. First things first, what do you think of this pulsing logo that we have? I made that. That is very cool. I, I know I like it. And uh, did I have two? You know, actually, I should have used this other one because I think this other one has music. Let me see if I can show it. See, because this one here, let's try this one. This is slower. What did you do to the audio with the clip I gave you, dude? You sped right. it up. Share up your share your 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 camera. Oh yeah. Okay. Start your camera. That's my camera. And there's Mr. Titans. And look, we have that stupid thing in the background, so I will have to hide that. Up. Oh, we don't do want to do that one. <laughs> and I'm the one with the booze. Here we go. Uh huh. There we go. Up. Oh, we still have the pulse thing in the background. Damn it. See, this is what happens. Go away. Thank you. There you go. All right. All right. Now you know We're still learning here. Push. We do not have a sound guy. We do not have a video guy. We don't have anything. And that's why we're we we are doing this this premium stuff so that maybe one day we can actually pay somebody to do that. Well, either that or you need a stream deck. Make it real easy. You could label it in big letters for yourself. Well, stream decks don't work the best with remote streaming. Uh, that's that's our challenge. They do. They work just fine. You just don't know how to do it. I'll send you a video. Apparently. Apparently, Titan knows how to do it all. I okay. watched a bunch of videos on that. Okay, so we are going to talk about do you own, do you actually own your NFT today? And a bunch of other stuff that, that Titan wants to talk about today. Not just me. Not just me, right? So oh, I'm sure things will um, come up. We 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 did a great job yesterday. I loved yesterday's show with uh, with Nate. We got we hit a lot of topics. We I mean we went long and deep on that one with all kinds of different things. And one of the things that really stuck with me was how we how we how we look at things. All of us we look at them both similarly and differently. And ultimately, that underlying base, we I think we all kind of have that same underlying base, even the, the people who were listening and, and the comments that we got. It's just a, a difference of that top layer. And, and that's really important, right? Because everybody has that perception. And us all discussing it, talking about it, that's what's going to get us all kind of on the same page so we can all move forward and kick ass in this space. I'm currently going onto YouTube and I'm hiding that green room video. You will only be able to get to it uh, if you have the link previously. So it's going to be unlisted. Oh, I got to do the sound check too. Yeah. Um, I went and did the sound check. It's okay. Oh, all right. Cool. Thank you. Anyway, I mean, I'm assuming that, that everyone can hear both me and you. Right. Um, anyway. So, yes, the, the, the green room is part of our soon-to-come premium package. It's free for right now, but we're, we're kind of practicing getting used to doing it because you, you got to get some habits going. And so and then we, we got to we got to get good at our green room. We have to get like more what more in. 
what what do you call it? Uh, more interesting content in the green room. Maybe we should have more fights in there or something. Well, no. So o- over the past 21 months that we've been doing this, uh, there have been some really super epic conversations, not only in the green room with guests, but the after show especially. Um, and um, um, Dude, dude, you uh, put the wrong link in the announcement. Don't no, worry. I'll go fix it. I did not. Did I? No, yeah, I didn't. Don't, don't, don't say no when I know better. I, d- I gotta go get you. Gotta the be shitting me. It's okay. That's okay. Stuff happens. You even said that you'd do it right. I, you- I know. I screwed it up the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Stuck on this screen, but I'm gonna go update it. Egypto and Boney show made it at least. <laughs> we got two people. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> okay. Fast is over there looking. We got ten people watching. I can see it on the screen. Oh, I don't think I can. I I don't think I can edit your thing here. All right. Let me let me edit it back. What the hell did I do? Uh, apparently not the right thing. Well, obviously. Now but... you gave everybody the green room thing. They're all listening to the green room right now. Oh, did I give them the green room shit? Yeah, you did. Damn it. No, that's the wrong one. Because I was just in the room. <laughs> I'm just talking about how we did this for 21 months and it's like it's our first show. <laughs> this is. It's kind of like our first oh show. Oh my God. Oh my God. What the hell? What a actually, disaster. Actually, no, here, this, this says video details. Do you own your NFT? And when you click on the link, it takes you to the green room video. This is oh, in so YouTube. I- so I did it right? Ha-ha! I think you did it right. Takes these backsies on that one, I'll tell you what. That's really I was, weird. So I, I was wrong. That, Faz was I, actually wrong. <laughs> I popped that link in, and I'm, I'm, yeah, it says, do you own your NFT? It popped it. It's, so I guess, I guess the fact that we were sharing our video in the previous one, that confused me. But we're sharing it now. Well, we're not sharing me. We're sharing me when, when we become a premium channel. All right, and all so you people out there in podcast land, you just won't see either of us anyway. So too bad. That's really weird. Yeah, this is showing the what we're doing right now. Yeah. It was my fault. It was me. It was all me. Okay. I'm just all creating right. problems. Anyway, let's talk about NFTs. Uh NFT. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Did, people oh, are gonna, so, what? What? Did you want to finish that that conversation from yesterday later then? Yes. Okay. This is about NFTs, right? So, do you All own right. your NFT? Um, why no. don't you ask your no. question? Well, no, no, no. Okay, then then people can just go away now because they they've heard <laughs> the answer. So, okay, he's the he's in the node. Let me mm-hmm. let me tell you why it's uh, it's not exactly true. Um, the first thing you have to understand is what the fuck is an NFT. You think that when you get an NFT, uh, well. Let's just off the top of my head. When I thought I get, when I think I'm getting an NFT, I see the picture and it's like, wow, I'm getting that picture. That's mine. Well, I would say, um, what do you think you're getting when you buy a car? Do you get the car, or do you get the title to the car? See, that's that's the important part there. So, yeah, yes, you do get a picture. Um, you get a, um, you you. Your NFT points to the picture stored somewhere. So it's like, hey, that that stored picture is yours. Um, But really, it's just kind of like a title to a car or 
it's it's a uh, it's a representation saying you own this just like you own a house, just like you own a car. Um, if your car, <laughs> we can ask a ship of Theseus question here. If you return, if you replace half the things on your car, do you still have that same car? Um, but the important part is it's a title, a, a, uh, an NFT. The purpose of it is to prove provenance of something. This came from, if it's a gaming NFT, this is an NFT that came from this gaming company. If it's an art NFT, this NFT came from this artist. This artist made this picture. You're, you're, uh, hopefully you're entitled to a copy of it. But what you do own is you have the location of, of the wallet. You have the a location, a wallet location uh, of your NFT. Your wallet location has that in there, the NFT. Does If that makes sense to you, then... <laughs> And then I can stop, but I think I just munged that really badly. Um, so it's like what a notary does. A notary doesn't make the contract. It, it When a notary stamps a contract, they're making it valid. They're saying, okay, I'm showing you the provenance of this contract. Whatever's on here, I validated it to be true. Well, whenever you make an NFT whatever wallet makes that nft that's what the provenance is if it happens to be the official andy warhol wallet then you know that it's an official sanctioned andy warhol painting if it's a if it's a game piece the game pieces are important because if it's a game piece like i don't know some land from decentraland you know that if you have that in your wallet doesn't matter what pictures on it if you have that in your wallet you are entitled to land in the game however they would define it so that's going to be you know that that's going to be supported in the game that's pretty good because somebody else can't just invent land and put it in the game they can't even copy your your nft and do that because of you know it's stored in a cryptographic way there can only be one in that case so i know you're saying do you own the picture do you have a physical picture in front of you no you don't you have an electronic picture you you have electrons which electrons can be copied. That's not the, the the benefit of an NFT. The benefit of the NFT is the provenance. Somebody has stamped this as official. Now put that in your pipe and smoke it. So this started, uh, I've been, if you haven't noticed by listening to Faz Radio lately, I have been on a tear lately with this decentralized thing and calling out the complete bullshit of web three and decentralization. Right. Um, and so Lee popped into the Faz radio chat uh, channel. I think it was yesterday evening about 11 o'clock. We were talking about nodes and the, the word nodes crisp was involved. And I had made it, Lee had made a comment, you know, Gallus should have really sent a message a long time ago that if you abuse the system, your node license gets taken. And I said, are you crazy? That's centralized talk. Go back to Web2 gaming for that kind of stuff, you know. So then Lee cracked open the conversation and he says, I mean, technically it's still Web2, but bits of Web3, right? And so then I went off. All right. I was this this topic just really gets me. So uh, everything right now is Web2. There's not any Web3 in there. And we went through this. Faz, you and I did this. We even did a screenshot of it. 
And what it boils down to is the trust, right? If you have to trust any other third party, that's not Web3. And so with these, especially the gaming NFTs, with these gaming NFTs, you have um, you have this NFT that was created by a creator, the gaming company. Therefore, they own the metadata to that NFT. So they can change it. They can change the picture of it. They can change the properties of it. They can change where, what the, uh, what the properties are, the rarity of it. They can change what collection it's in. They can change, as we know from recently with Gala, they can just mess around with whatever creator fees they want. My assertion is if you are that person who owns the metadata, that's who owns the NFT. And I provided an example, right? So, so, if you go, if 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 I create a game, right, that's an epic space game, and I create this NFT of this gas giant planet, and I make it uber rare, and I put it out there and I sell it for $75,000, and somebody buys it, right? Faz, you go, you buy my epic planet because you just love the, the way I made a, a yellow eye in there. And so... Uh, about two weeks after you buy it, I go in and I change the picture to a frog and I rename it as a lily pad and I make it one of 1 million lily pads. And I go into my game and I change the game to say, this NFT ID is now a frog on a lily pad that you can place on another planet. You still own that NFT, but is it really the NFT that you bought? And you and I discovered by accident, Faz, uh, about a year ago when when you were playing with your bugs uh, on that creation site and I was starting to get into NFT creation, that you have, and you'll notice if you're an NFT creator, you'll have a button on there that says freeze metadata. And what that does is whatever you create it as, you lock that metadata into the blockchain and it can never be changed again, okay? So that prevents me from going in and changing it from a gas giant planet that's one of one to a frog in a lily pad that's one of a million. So my question is, what do you really own? Do, do you own that NFT? No, you don't. You own a hash, okay. a number. That's okay. all you own. Okay, so I, I'm hearing a couple different things that you're throwing together here. And so the, the first thing is, I keep hearing this about the crypto world. And, and specifically about Web3 from Titan himself. I'm not actually hearing it from other people besides Titan. And Titan keeps saying, that isn't Web3. And then he gives this, this, this standard patter about uh, what he thinks Web3 is. Um, in a previous cast, we actually looked up Web3 and saw that it was uh, it wrapped a bunch of technologies. So, you know, what what is Web2? Well, well, Web2 is definitely security, but there's more to that. Web2 has, uh, you know, is a bank site Web2? Well, yeah, it is. It's not Web1, it's Web2. Why? Well, it's because it has security. But if you were to look up Web2, you'd see that it has 
a bunch of other technologies too. Um, but getting back to Web3, um, why can't there be many types of NFTs? When you say, you know, there, there's many types of every other more mature technology out there. I don't think that you're going to be able to say this is Web3. I think you're going to say that's an example of Web3. Here's, here's a Web3 NFT. Um, here's another Web3 NFT. Here's another one. This one's more decentralized than that because you're, you're mentioning you can freeze some of this metadata. Um, you know, you could, you could buy a, a, a star and then they can change the picture to a picture of a frog and then, and then you, you're playing a different kind of game. Fine. They can do that even if you were to store that picture on IPFS. They, they could they – could, there are ways to change that star to, to a frog in the game. The, the game would just say, okay, when I see a star, it's going to be a frog. I mean, there, but that's there's... my point is you're relying on a central authority. That person, the owner of it, gets to make the changes. You as the NFT player can't make changes okay. to that at all. I, I was talking so to you. Wait, wait a minute. Older, you're not an owner. Okay. I was, okay. I was talking to my, my son today about houses. We were talking about who owned the house. And my name's on the deed of my house. Do I own it? Yes and no. Um, do I have a bank loan? Yes, I do. <laughs> so the, the, the bank could seize this house. Yeah, my name's on the D, but that's, I, I believe the, the loan is a way that, well, I, I guess I don't have the deed, the actual deed itself. I have some sort of contingent thing going on where I'm responsible for the house, but I don't own it. But okay, say I paid off the loan with the bank. Do I own it? Well, the government could come in and claim eminent domain under, under, for you know, various reasons, and then they can take the house. So do I own the house? Well, not really. Um, so there's levels of ownership that we have. Uh, do I own my car? If you can't, if I can't cough up a title, if a, if a policeman comes to my door and says that you have a stolen car in, in your in your driveway, and I can't cough up that title or a registration or something like that to prove that's my car, guess what? I don't own the fucking car. So that provenance is very important to the whole concept of ownership so we have an episode in the past and we should put it in the in the uh <clears throat> we should put it in the description below where i talked to doug to he's a he's an artist uh and he created earthworm gym and we were talking about nfts and the purposes behind nfts and what use they are and we, we talked about this exact same subject and he hit hard on the provenance bit you can get a picture of Earthworm Jim, but if it didn't come from him, is it worth anything? How would you know if it's an if it's an authentic one? We don't seem to care now, but we do seem to care if you have a Picasso, or or, or you know, is that an authentic Picasso? I don't know. If it is determined it's an authentic Picasso, it has a lot of value. Well, with digital art, it's harder. You you pretty much de de determine what's authentic. Okay. So this one is the authentic one with this hash. Well, the same goes with art too. Any any art that meets, you know, if, if you look at it closely enough and it has these features, that's the authentic one. We just happen to be very, 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 very good at copying things. I mean, we'll have the same problem if transporter technology ever exists, the Star Trek transporter technology, and we could cl absolutely clone an object. 
you're going to have the same problem. But whatever the case is, uh, you're going to, with digital art, you're going to decide what's yours. You could say everything that matches this hatch hash is yours. Um, you can also buy art where I have a piece of art hanging on my wall of I had it's like seven of 10 copies. So I have number seven. There's 10 copies of this art. Okay, well, how do I know it's it's provenance? You know, I mean, there'd have to be something else. So what the artist usually does, they make the copies and then they sign it, you know, themselves so that you could see that it's it's authenticated with them signing it. And of course, the more valuable the art, the the more they get interested in how authentic that that signature looks. When if, if you were to buy a painting, uh, a Picasso painting, it would cost you a fuckload of money to get that painting authenticated. You'd have to send it to somebody to get its provenance certified. And they'd study it and they'd look at other Picasso stuff and they'd be like, wow, you, you know, we think we, you have an unknown Picasso here. And then you'd have to have a lot of people certify that. That cost a lot of money. Well, on the blockchain, that's free. If it came from my wallet, the FAS wallet, then it's a FAS piece of art. Nobody else can do it but FAS because my wallet is unique. So that's worth something. And usually yeah, that's going to point to a hash. I think that the best case scenario, what Titan was talking about, is you can lock that stuff down. You can freeze that hash and store it on IPFS, the Interplanetary File Service, where once you put it there, it is there forever. Um, then you can say this picture with these characteristics, with these, with these ones and zeros, that is what I own. And there's only, according to this NFT, there's only one of them. There could be five of them as far as the NFT is concerned, but you then you'd have one of five official copies. It's all about the provenance. When you start getting to, into ownership, things get complicated even in the real world with real world objects. And so that's why I think part of this NFT ownership conversation is kind of bogus because people are trying to use real world solutions for a virtual world problem. The problem's easy to solve. If you have a hash, if you have that hash, it's yours. You can you you can do with what whatever you're allowed to do with it. What th see that's my point. What you're allowed to do with it, an owner can do what they want with it. All you can do is transfer it. That's um, all you can do. Well, okay, so let's let's talk about what you can do with it now. So that's a separate thing, and and that's where we start talking about copyright. If you own Picasso's, I don't know, vase with flowers, you could make cop. Can you make copies of that? Probably, but can you? But can you sell it saying that you're Picasso? No, people would come after you, and they'd be like, "You need to stop selling this because you're not Picasso." Why? Because Picasso's dead. Okay, well, I'm Fred selling Fred's flower, Picasso's flowers, and they'd say, "Okay." If you could make money off of selling that, fine. But you're Fred. You're not Picasso. That's the big difference. But that when we're talking about gaming NFTs and what you own or don't own, gaming NFTs are really you don't just own what you ga buy. Ga gaming NFTs. Okay, so right now when you play a game, any game, mm -hmm. uh, a Web two game. Uh, the game starts up, it generates characters, and then you start going through the game. And then, you know, all the enemies that you die, they're just recreated again, over and over again, as you need. 
Web3 games seem to to want to go the, the route of whatever's in the game, there's got to be an NFT for it. Well, that's kind of cool because if every tree and every every pond and every 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 prize and every bit of money in the game is represented by an NFT and they're limited, wow, that's you're now you you now own a functional piece of the game. Yes, I understand. The the, the game could then be re-engineered to not need those pieces that you own. However, it's kind of like saying, do you own a knight from a chess game? Is that thing useful? Well, you'd probably need all the other pieces in order to play a good chess game. Or you could make a game that requires just one knight. What you're, what they're selling when they're selling a game piece is a concept. And so let's use Gala Games Mirandas, for example. You, they have land, they have homesteads, they have, have villages and and uh, towns and then castles. Another game, you, you, could, you could play with that land on Mirandas. And at the same time, another game could come along. Faz, uh, Fazrandus, I could make a, a clone of Mirandas. And as long as you have a Mirandas NFT, you can play the Faz game. That's cool because now that thing is multi-useful. It's not just... Mirandus that can change the rules, I could. Say say Mirandus, they, say they did change the rules in a way that you didn't like. You're free to make a game that puts that rule back. Web3 is the first word in the definition of Web3 is trustless. If you have a gaming NFT, you are trusting that the company who created it is going to keep that NFT's metadata exactly the same. Well, and you are trusting. Yeah, there's there's you, some conflation. You just talked for 10 minutes. I, I know, but there's some conflation there. There is. When you, yes, there is. Because when, when you're grandstanding on that word trust, trustless, that's talking about how these transactions are going to happen. That's not talking about whether everybody's going to fulfill their bargains with you outside of that transaction. Trustless is I can send that NFT to Fred over there and it's going to arrive. I don't need an in, a trusted intermediary to 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 make that transaction. That's that's what 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 it means when you're talking about trustless. But I will I will throw you a bone and say that there's levels when you're talking about a web3 game. Minimum criteria, you can you can have a a, a an NFT that can be trustlessly sent to somebody else. The other, the complete other end would be um, this game will never, ever, ever change so that this NFT would be useless. But that, that really, that's bad. If this game will never, ever change, what if there's a bug? So there's, there's got to be some mechanism for change, in which case, who then who decides? But that's the game programming. It has nothing to do with the actual NFT. That's fine. The NFT you, doesn't need to. Do you think when you get your car that there's any sort of rule that says that there has to be a road for you to drive it on? No. The car was built expecting roads. If roads went out of vogue all of a sudden, you're fucked. So cry me a fucking river. But again, that's talking about transfer. A vehicle transfers you from one place to the next. We're well, talking about well, well, ownership. Don't use don't use alternate versions of the don't don't use alternate meanings of a word to prove your point. Cars are designed to roll around on flat surfaces that that are specifically made for it. Now you could modify the car so it will work on 
other types of surfaces, but generally they're designed for roads that are built for them. That's not a transfer thing. You could transfer cars any other way. You can get a helicopter, pick the thing up, move it from place to place. That's a transfer that doesn't require the car at all. The car is not a a, uh, a blockchain. So how does how does ownership of your asset different from Web two to Web three? Then I'm not talking about transferability. I'm not talking about sending it to another account. Nothing okay. about moving it. Ownership. What ownership is different about Web three than Web two? The problem with Web three right now is it's becoming apparent to everyone, or it should be apparent to everyone, that this technology is still maturing. It's it's. It started with a bunch of concepts that are not ironclad yet. I saw the same thing with Web 2. When, it, when I got into the internet, it, we were, it was transitioning from Web 1 to Web 2. And <clears throat> there was a bunch of concepts around Web 2 that, that they were putting in place that, that everybody was putting in place. And really, it was about who was going to champion what. And the big deal was when banks really got on board and they started putting a lot of security in their applications and your, your bank website was actually useful. I actually got really annoyed when Web1 was around. It's like, boy, I'd really like to just log into my bank and just move my money that way. So it took a while for that stuff to suss out. So I, don't, I really don't know how Web3 is going to end up. But I can say that it's, it's right now it's not at the point where you can say, that's Web3, that's not. I'm going to say that's a component of Web3. We, we did have an argument the other day where I, I focus more on the technology and you focus more on the concept. And I think the concept's not completely there yet. And technology is still still building too. It's, it's hard to enable all these concepts that we want. I'm still waiting for the answer. That was the answer. There, you didn't answer the question at all. It's what still is working the itself difference? out. What is the difference? There's no difference in ownership. None. Um, okay, so... You're, if you're requiring me to uh, define a Web2 NFT, one does not exist. So how things are done- A game in a, asset okay. is what I said. How things are done in a Web2 way is you go log securely onto a gaming website and really it's just your account. So so your your account is, it, are, you, are you a paying customer? Do you, did you do your password? Did you do your 2FA? Okay, that's Web2. And now you can go play your game. The game assets, those are all owned by the company. The, the company, the, you, you cannot use any of the pictures outside of the company. You, can, you, cannot, you cannot do anything with that asset because it's theirs. If they want to change their asset, they'll do it. Now, Web3, the, the vision is you're buying a piece of that game. That means that they will not, uh, the concept is they will not, add more of those specific gaming pieces if they have put a limit on them if if you're playing chess if you're playing a game of chess there's two rooks per per uh side each 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 member each player gets two rooks so if if you you could sell chess piece nfts and you'd want two rooks to play the game if you didn't have two rooks it would kind of suck maybe you need a maximum of two rooks now yeah the game developer after you 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 got these nfts the game developer could say you know what we're going to add support for another piece we're going to call it a wizard it's going to move like a rook and a queen yeah that's what their gaming website has decided to do because they want to they want to make the game more fun 
you could probably still play the game with the two rooks and no wizard, but maybe the wizard is a different game type. If you had this NFT, it makes it more fun. That's great. So that's my point, though. Right now, there is no Web3 aspect in any of the blockchain gaming companies that are out there. What Gala Games likes to trumpet is, okay, when you play a game, uh, if you play a chess game online, when the game is over, all the pieces go away. Um, and maybe maybe you ha- maybe you can earn that wizard piece in a, in a chess game online. And so once you earn it, after you stop playing it or paying the fee, y- you lost it. But if you if you bought it as an NFT, you could sell that wizard to someone else. You couldn't do that previously. The very fact but that's of- only that's only if Gala Games lets you. Well, that's if you're going to make a gaming NFT, they're letting you No, So if, if, for example, right. If uh, you had, you had, and we talked about this on the air before you, you lent a game asset to a friend of yours. Yes. I lent you some. Yes. But I'm talking about the other one, right. And you lent it to her and it was hacked. So, was that asset deactivated by the gaming company? I'm sorry, I missed your question. You said an asset was hacked? Right. She had the the haunted house or whatever it was hacked. Oh, okay. So I had a I had a friend who right. uh, who who I, I loaned up a, a a game asset to and she used it to make money with it in Townstar. And after and after a while she clicked on after few months of doing this she clicked on a wrong website and her account got hacked and then well her her gala she went to this 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 fake gala website which then asked for her wallet passphrase so she then gave out her wallet passphrase to this to this fake site and then that fake site went went used metamask and yanked that nft right out of her wallet that NFT is still there. That's still owned by someone. It's there's proof on the blockchain of what happened. So it's there and, and it's probably used. However, yes, in response to some of these things, these kind of things, Gala Games has started deactivating what they what they consider as stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so, a hard to, so I have a hard time understanding how they can deactivate an ERC eleven fifty five because there is literally no unique characteristics between them. You literally, in order to deactivate it, you have to follow the blockchain for every single NFT you have. It's like, okay, he's loading in this NFT. Let's go look at the entire history of this blockchain. Oh, look, somehow we have a report here on the blockchain through OpenSea that this was a stolen account, so we're not going to support that one. Yeah? So that's my point is they can shut that off. They, They can stop you from selling that asset because if they flag it like that, it hits OpenSea. OpenSea will not allow you to sell it. So there's there the ownership has a a asterisk. Okay, don't don't confuse don't confuse a technology with a modification. And I'm going to use the car again. So if I if I loan you my car right now, if I go to my car with my remote, I just have to have my remote on on me, and I just press a button on the door, I can open up the door. What if I loaned you the car and I do have a key for it? I handed you the actual key. So you didn't have the remote. Um, But if I had the remote, I can just get the car at any point. 
I could I could also theoretically deactivate the car. Maybe I modified the car to where if I had the remote and walked near the car, the car wouldn't work anymore. So that's not the same thing as ownership. That's what I've decided to sell you. And I get it. So, so you're saying because Gala has decided to sell you something that they can deactivate, it's not Web3. Bullshit. It, it is no, too. They're they're just being dicks about it. They own the metadata. They can make whatever changes to that NFT they want at any time. Unless that is not IPF. ownership. Well, 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 wait a minute. We we, ne we never said that the item was yours. We, we were talking about provenance. That's what NFTs add to the world is they give provenance. This is an official Gala Games uh, game piece for this mm -hmm. game. There but you go. You don't. You That's don't you own. Get. You don't own a tavern. You don't own a planet. You own a hash of whatever they determine that is. That's what yeah, you own. That's the provenance. But uh, that's uh, a problem, too, because if, if you buy one thing and they change. Now, I'm not suggesting that, that Gala Games is nefarious or any gaming company would be nefarious. You're, you're right? just talking about whether they could do something. And, and we have right. Some they, they can. I'm, I'm trying to show that you rely on the trust of a centralized company for these gaming NFTs. This is where the language has to change because right now people are using Web 2. This happened with Web 1 and Web 2. People are using Web 2 terms to explain Web 3 things. And, and I, I think it should be understand understood that you don't own coins that you get from on a blockchain. You don't own a Bitcoin. You have a physical, you, you have a, a wallet address and you have the capability to transfer it to another address at your will, but you don't own it. You can't get it. You just have access to it. So, okay. So you don't own a Bitcoin. You don't own an NFT. You don't own anything that shows up on the screen of a computer when you do anything blockchain. The fact that they're using that word, I think is causing you some mental distress because you're like, wait a minute. I, I don't have it in front of me. No, it has nothing to do with physical. What it has to do with is the ability to change that. So if <clears throat> going back to your house example, right? If if you bought your house and you have this mortgage, and if you had to ask the bank permission every time that you wanted to change the paint color, would you feel like you own the house? You, you I really know. don't. Am I, oh, wait, am I living in a condominium? Am I living in a condominium? The person and, who controls the rules and, and Trump, is the am owner. I, am I living in a condominium in Trump Tower? Because I might have to ask the, the landlord to make modifications to my apartment, and I own the condominium. See, there are real-world examples for this thing, and this is what you're missing. So, yeah, Boney Chill, you know, these are things that, that I'm bumping into. And, and I went down with Lee in the, in the Faz Radio chat. I went down the wormhole even comparing uh you know bitcoin to ethereum right so with this uh pos mechanism that eth has right they can uh with the validator system that they have now they can censor transactions and if you uh, if you go and look there's all kinds of illustrations on how they can enforce um different blocks on either IPs for countries or uh, 
if if you if they right now in the EU, right, they're they're voting and coming up with these laws about crypto and they're thinking about banning it, right? So if they do that, Daddy Vitalik will go out and with these validators, they will enforce the EU ban, right? And with that EU ban, if you log in uh, to your wallet or to your exchange or anything, and it has any IP uh, address that is associated with the EU, and you try and send transactions, they will be stopped at the validator level. Is that decentralized? No. If China puts a ban on Bitcoin and I send Bitcoin to somebody in China, they will get it. That is decentralized. So this, this expands to this whole ETH, ETH side. It's the owner is who gets to make the rules and who gets to enforce restrictions or gets to make any changes to what is currently being done. Okay, okay. Can, so, can I give you another example? Because you didn't like the condo example. You went right by it. Can I give I, you another well, physical example? I, I went by it because maybe I didn't understand what you were trying to get across the, with. The whole that. point is you can own something that people can change out from under you. That's what you're hitting on right now. So let me give you a second example. The second example would be you're using a U.S. dollar to buy a product now, you kind of think that, hey, if I have a U.S. dollar in my hand, I can go pay anybody. I can go pay a prostitute you know, for, for something illegal. I can go pay, I can go pay my friend to do some work for me, whatever. That can I is, pay, with, pay with crypto for hookers? Well, uh, that's, <laughs> I don't care. You made me laugh on that one. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt anyway, you, but that was a great. Did you just mute yourself? Yes, because I'm okay. laughing. All right. So what if. The United States government were to change what the dollar was uh, after you got it. That, like they've never done that before, right? No, they can do that. And and it's centralized. It's and so a central bank. So what if the United States government says, you know what, from now on, we're not going to support the old dollar. We're going to support only new dollars. In fact, you can exchange all your old dollars for new dollars. And then everything's cool. You'll still be able to spend them. If you try to exchange some old dollars in the future, some people will say, well, I won't take that anymore. What's decentralized, the dollars are both de is, are, dollars are both centralized and decentralized. They're centralized because you have an issuing authority. That would be your, your NFT uh, provenance. And no, then no, that, no, that and would you be have the people, people who created it and own the metadata. And then there are people that support the dollar. Now, it just so happens you can go to other countries and buy things in the dollar with the dollar. That's because a lot of countries, their own currency sucks even worse than the dollar. <laughs> and they'll take a dollar, sure, because they know it's worth something. Until it's not, the moment that a dollar becomes worth nothing, you'll start seeing people dropping support with it. And let's let's say like the Venezuelan dollar. <laughs> like there's, you know, they printed it up to, you know, printed it up into oblivion. So nobody's going to take a Venezuelan dollar anymore. Because Venezuela fucked up, but really they they had a centralized control over over that dollar bill, and you had it, and something changed, and now it can't be used anywhere. But wait, dollars are kind of decentralized. Once it's in your hand, you should be able to give it to anybody for anything. Yes, until they don't decide to take it. It's another example. Uh, 
a similar example is people like to complain about, hey, I don't have free speech on Twitter. I don't have free speech on Discord, whatever. I don't have free speech. I mean, this is being broadcast on YouTube. YouTube can could make shut, could shut this down and I could complain I don't have free speech. No, you can say what you want um, in the world. People don't have to listen to you and there can be consequences for things that you say. And if you if you say things on a, on on a platform that other people own, they get to decide whether to play it or not. So bringing this back to crypto and, and, and dollars, if I pay you in a dollar and you decide you're not going to take it, that dollar doesn't have as much worth. The same thing with crypto. If I'm going to pay you in a crypto and you decide that you're not going to take it for whatever reason, if you're the issuing authority, um, that's going to matter. But other people won't take it either if it's useless for them. So, yes, it's decentralized technologically, but it's not decentralized um, in, in, a, in a more social fa fashion. So you're, you're not going to answer this question. It's If you're saying Web3 must have these social aspects, good luck with that. It's not going to happen. What you're going to have is types of Web3. You're going to say this one is more decentralized than that. That's how this conversation is going to end. This is a better NFT because I like the level of decentralization. There you go with your spectrum again. It's either decentralized or it's not. The world is we're not beating, black and white. The world is gray. We're, we're kind of beating this to a pulp and we're like 45 minutes in. Should we should we talk a little more about the uh, the dilemmas uh, facing um, these in-game economies with single coin versus multi-coin? Or do sure. you want to talk about Miranda's horses before well, let me, we do that? Well, we'll do that too. Let me, let me bridge to the dilemmas then. Because this level of NFT ownership, the, 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 the spectrum of ownership is going to matter in these games. The games I think that will be the most popular will be the most fun games that give you the most control. What I'd like to see is a game that runs on a server that is completely separate from a company. That means that company could go out of business and that game would still run. That would be awesome. And you can do that. You can make a set of smart contracts out there and have a website that runs it. And as long as there's hosts or separate nodes that do this, um, the game would run forever. Just like IPFS would, will run forever as long as there's nodes storing this data. Gaming server would be the same way. I would call that the gold standard of, of a Web3 game. And that the dilemma is going to be, how, how do you get there? With our current society right now, there seems to always that everybody seems to want to need ownership over something. You know, the, the feds want to come after you and help re and regulate you. So the first thing they do is they go find the owner. Who's in charge of this? You, you're in trouble. They don't like Bitcoin because they can't go to somebody in charge and say that you're in trouble. They can't shut it down. So that's that's a big dilemma. And I, I think the the it's going to take years and years for, for all this stuff to suss out to be completely decentralized. And we're just starting down that path. I don't know if we'll ever make it that far. I really don't. Oh, come on. We're just starting. I mean, it's that's like saying in the 1960s uh, when ARPANET came out or 1970 when ARPANET came out. I don't know if we can ever get to the point where we where we have video. Yeah, you can. Well, I don't know if it could be as distributed as well. Yeah, you can. It's possible. 
Is it plausible? I don't know. It's, it's going to require a social change for that to happen. It also requires companies to step away from things that make them money, which is a very difficult thing for them to do. Well, actually, I know people hate that word. Companies that are able to inspire ecosystems do the best. So what's an ecosystem that's popped up um, in our lifetimes? Uh, I'll say CDs, MP3s, online music. Uh, I'll, I'll use CDs because that's that's a change. You had you had records and tapes before that, and one company, I think it was Sony, somebody came up with the CD, and all of a sudden you had a bunch of people making CDs and licensing these CDs, and there was a lot of demand for CDs until the DVD came along. But uh, and CDs were there was an ecosystem popping up around it. Being being the person who sparks that. You're able to influence a brand new industry that you helped create. Um, it's even better if this format that you create is open source to where anybody can iterate on it. Then you have a whole universe of things that can happen with something that you start. If you got in early on that, you can make so much money with it along the way. So starting a, being at the, at the forefront of starting up an ecosystem that you don't even control can be very, very, very lucrative. It can be. But again, it's it's getting that company to want to, to back out of that and still have a, a generating revenue source that is equal to or greater than keeping that centralized finger pushed into that ecosystem. Okay, there are... And there are software uh, things that that emulate what I'm talking about, what you're talking about, which is open source software. There, Linux. You're running it on your computer right now. Linux is is uh, code that was created by one person, and he got other people to help him. And he doesn't. Uh, Linux. His name is Linus Torvalds. Linus Torvalds doesn't put out all the various copies. Of Linux, he doesn't make Debian. He doesn't make uh, Ubuntu. He doesn't make uh, you know uh, Linux Mint and all that stuff. He makes the base operating system, and then others iterate on that. They base their stuff on what he did. That's a, a very rich ecosystem. In fact, he he sets the standard. That's where you want to control the world. Set the fucking standard. You just then people. I mean, that's <laughs> tell them it's got to be like this, this, and this. And when everybody does what you want. You'll, you'll, you can know that in advance and you can bank on that fact. Microsoft did this with, with their code. They, they, they started open sourcing their code because they realized if, if they, they put out the standards, they can rule how code was made in the future. They can encourage people along their standards and they can make money on each individual thing that pops up that they might not be able to afford to create on their own. That's called licensing. And so a lot of a lot of companies that make Linux products like Debian, Debian and Ubuntu, they make money not from not from putting out the program, but from servicing it because they're not allowed to make money on the program. They're not allowed to make money on fixing it. That's why a car, uh, a car needs a lot of service. A car needs tire makers. A car needs mechanics to work on it. And a car needs, you know, people that paint it and so on. The car company, you know, Ford doesn't 
isn't the person you go to all the time for those things. You go to your local mechanic. That's somebody that the Ford doesn't control at all. You know, your local mechanic or your local painter, they get to decide how to modify your car. And that's that's what I think that people are really missing when they're starting to define what Web3 is when you start talking about centralized control and the fact that unless you had centralized control, you can't make any money. Yeah, you can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying you made more money. Um, Again, starting up an ecosystem, you have more of a potential to earn money than if you were a single company. If you're a single company, you're a monopoly. And you're 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 you've got to tightly control things. If you spark an ecosystem, you become their fucking savior. They're they're what they want to base their their models on. The guy who invented the PC back in the seventies, that design is still being used right now in the PC you're using right now. They have they have a lot of the same fundamental components in there, the same uh, fundamental designs in there. So whoever did that sparked an industry. Sparking an industry okay. is where you want to be if you want to make money, because you'll never, ever, ever be without money then. <laughs> All right. Unless you're stupid. I mean, there are there are stupid. It, it, it doesn't protect you if, if you invest your money wrong. If you spark an industry and then some people will still spark an industry and they'll be like, I don't like the way that this is gone. It's gone in a different direction. Well, Sorry. You have an opportunity to see where it's going. You started something and people are going to add to it. That's Those are the most lucrative areas to take advantage of. You've been in there from the start. So that's where, that's where people with crypto right now stand to be. If you have Bitcoin or you have NFTs, you, you have stuff at the very beginning. It might be in the future that somebody finds out, makes a way to, to make smart contracts on Bitcoin. But you need Bitcoin to do it. And so if you actually had some original Bitcoin that weren't wasn't associated with smart contracts, maybe that's worth more. Because maybe maybe you have to do something to the to the wallet address or something. I don't know. Um, whenever you build on something, having the raw materials is very useful. And there's limited raw materials with with crypto and with games. Limited raw materials for crypto? Yeah. I'm not following there at there's all. only 21 million ish bitcoin out there those are bitcoin or raw materials in my example okay that makes sense now cool where are we going from here well you uh you had was that all your questions about pay to earn dilemmas or was that just no what that that was none of them you <laughs> You, I, I got one sentence out, and then you went on a diatribe. Okay. So, <clears throat> when, when you have these projects that that do things like gaming, or um, perhaps a DAO, or perhaps a lending platform, and even even a centralized exchange having its own token, FTT or CRO. Or uh, what's the one on BitTrue? What is that one? BTR. BTR. You know, I, I screwed up with that. I was on BitTrue. And when they first released it, I got a absolute fuck ton of that stuff. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. 
and I dumped it. I, I dumped it for like 20 bucks. I had like a hundred thousand of these things. It's actually doing pretty good now. I, I should have held it that? to it. What's that? Uh, it's at like two cents. Oh, I, I don't think it was when, really when really I got good. it, it was like four, three or four zeros and a three. And oh. you, I would sweep my dust into it. You know, they, they use that for the dust. And I just kept sweeping a ton of dust. And I, I think I even bought a little bit of it. And then I, I'm like, God, that was stupid. This isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> so that when I dumb. think of, when I think of crypto tokens, I think about when arcades started using tokens back when we were kids. Arcades would, right now you could, I mean, back then you could put, every arcade machine needed one or two quarters. And so if you had a quarter, that if you had the United States token, you could slap in 25 United States tokens in this machine and it would play a game for you. Great. But you're kind of limited, 25 cents or 50 cents, you know, the, whatever the game would allow. And, and you can, there's very few settings in the game. You could tell the game to charge 50 cents or something. So you could require one or two tokens. Well, those arcades didn't like that because they didn't have a lot of, of um, wiggle room with that. They couldn't make it 26 cents or 27 cents. So instead, they would modify it and make tokens of theirs. And they, they set all the arcade machines to take one token or something. And then they would, they would sell you their token. And their token might be five quarters for a dollar. And of course, you always got a deal there. But what they could do is then they could set other machines to require more of their tokens. In fact, what if a machine was underperforming and they wanted it to perform better? They wanted people to play it more. They could just with with their exchange rate, they could um, they could favor certain machines over others. And or, or they could or maybe they have some lost leaders and uh, they, they can use their exchange rate to kind of even things out. So here they're using a, a, a really interesting way to get around using the United States token, which they cannot revalue. Now, the reason they do five quarters for a dollar is uh, is like the hot dog thing. You know, you could, hot dogs come in, in packs of eight, but hot dog buns come in packs of 10. Well, the reason is so you're going to wind up with two extra buns. And then, of course, that forces you to buy more hot dogs because you don't want to waste the buns. And then you're in this never ending loop of shit that that doesn't match up. That's intentional. And so arcades would do that too. You get five quarters for a dollar, you'll find out you have extra extra tokens by the time you, you leave because you don't have enough tokens to play. Actually, they don't set it for one token. They'd say every, every machine would require, say, three tokens. And then they'd set the exchange rate. And then you'd leave with like two tokens that you couldn't spend. And so they'd, they'd sit in your wallet or they'd sit in your car or something like that. And you constantly look at them. That serves as advertisement to come back and play more. That's what people do with crypto tokens and with NFTs. They're doing all those shenanigans too because they don't want to use the U.S. dollar. They want to be able to use the exchange rate or, or use um, uh, what accepts them, you know, transactions and stuff like that, to manipulate how much money can be used. Um, and that's where, where you have the token that does one thing and then you have games that support the tokens in specific ways. I'm not sure that I would say that a game and a token, a, a, a GameFi game and its token are a discrete unit. I would say that they're actually separate. They're treated separately because you don't need the game to use the token. 
So if the, the tokens are used to manipulate people, is that what crypto game tokens are being used for to manipulate people? Well, yeah. I mean, you you. I just told you how arcade arcades used their own gaming tokens to to manipulate people into spending more money. So yeah, if you have two tokens, you're going to leave, and you're like, man, I at least want to play some more games. You might want to exchange more quarters for tokens. You could never just say, I just want one more token. No, you'd have to buy a dollar's worth of token, which means you get five more. And so eventually you'd have to spend enough money to where eventually you could make it even out and then you could spend all your stuff. But I mean, like the hot dogs, they're never going to add up. The same thing goes with any game that might use a token or a game that might use an NFT. It's never going to quite add up. And I'm referring to uh, what we like to talk about gala games where Gala Games is constantly throwing these new NFTs on. They're like, okay, we're going to make it so you can play Miranda. So you got to buy some land. You got to have a town. And once you got a town, you can put a, uh, a stable in the town. And people are going to have horses and stuff like that. And so we have different kinds of stables you can buy. And then, um, and then you're going to breed horses in the game. Well, now they're coming out with horses. And they're not only one type of horse. They're, they're coming out with a f several different types of horses. And diff different levels of each of those horses. I think this first one's like some sort of flame horse or something. Yeah, I, it it dropped this afternoon. I saw that, and uh, right before, actually, right before I went to the green room, I I took a peek at the uh, the medium article, and <clears throat> that uh, that's a real interesting setup. Did you notice what they did with the pricing on that? No. What they do. So so they have the rarities, right? You have your uncommon, your common, your rare, epic, legendary, and ancient, right? And let me pull this up so I don't totally fuck it up. You know, you could share your screen because now oh, we're doing yeah. video. We gotta yeah, do more, we gotta have that. more things where we share our screen. Well shit, I just lost my thing. All right. Present. Share screen, select window or screen. Uh, I think it's this one. We'll try that. Yeah. Okay. What am I seeing? Ah! Can you see this? Is it yep. like... Yep, we can see it. All right. So here are your horses. These are the fire brands. Maybe you can magnify the screen a bit. Mm. Control plus. Yep. A bunch of times. There we go. So the stable owners will get first crack at these and people who own human riders of the north. Here are our prices. There's no tiers. This is just going to be until they sell out, right? Oh, my God. Ancient. Jesus Christ. All right, so so get this. So what do you notice immediately about the lower tiers? Well, they want everyone to have well, all the cheap people get the uncommons. Right. And there's a big difference between uncommon and rare, and there's also a big caveat between the, the utility of those horses between uncommon and rare. Do tell. Uncommon horses cannot breed. Oh, Oh my God! So they just died. You have to buy more. <laughs> they well, they will eventually. Even these NFT horses will eventually die. 
They they owe by the way that in here in two ways. Okay. So you have your ancient at a quarter of a million dollars, legendary 75, epic 15, rare $2,500. And your uncommon is if you just want a horse that 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 uh, can't. All right. So here's the difference. Regular horses, not NFT horses. The, the regular horses are the horses that these NFTs will breed. Okay. Regular horses cannot resurrect themselves after death, right? So if you your horse gets killed, you got to go buy a new one. Resist aging and buy, buy or create in in the game, right? Resist aging, and here's the important part: resist death of natural causes. See their wording. You know how technical Gala is. So even an NFT horse may be able to die in battle is what that well, Okay, me. well, let's read the line above it. It says regular horses cannot um, right. resist aging and death of natural causes. That's all it's saying about the, the, the current ones. And you can't, you probably can't, you probably can't resurrect them either. No, you can't. To highlight the majestic abilities of these noble steeds, they can't breed. They can't stable for free. So apparently the so they NFT should be called horses, donkeys. They should be called donkeys and not horses. Yeah. Apparently your NFTs will be able to stable for free. So if you own a stable, you won't be able to get income from NFT horses, maybe. And inspire awe. No, 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 no. Regular horses. Oh, regular horses cannot stable for free. Right. So well, the NFT somehow ones, I bet somehow I bet some NFTs will stable for free, like the ancients would stable for free or something. And here's our caveat. Only rare, epic, legendary, and ancient can breed with one another, and you must have a male and female in order to breed them. So that so, means you got to spend at least $5,000 to get two rare, well, right? Well, this is what we were talking about. We're wondering if, if I had a male and you had a female, if I could send mine over to your stable and come out with baby horses. Maybe this is saying you can't do it. I don't know. Well, before you go any further, remember what you're seeing here is the exact thing I was telling you about the arcade place with their own tokens. Except in this case, they're using horses instead of tokens. You can either use the in-game horses and not get a lot of benefit, or you can buy these special tokens that we've made, which have several levels, and then they can do certain things, but only in certain circumstances. And of course, their whole gig is to manage that whole Byzantine set of, of rules that you're going to be lost on. I guarantee in five years, if, if Mirandus is out, you're going to have people with channels just showing you how to breed horses and to do complicated shit in Mirandus. Entire podcast channels, not just podcast episodes, but channels doing this shit. It's going to so, be really fucking complicated. And they, they're going to, for them to succeed, they have to stay on top of understanding how this economy that they're building works. Um, there's already postulation in CFA that the uncommons will sell out and then everything else they're going to leave a bunch on the table. Well, um, that's the fact that no one has any fucking money right now. And whoever, well, says, even, whoever says I'm a whale is a damn liar. That's a person up in the, the comments there. Yes, I have that, a home loan. That is that is glitch 
glitch through gaming, isn't it? Yeah, we were talking in uh, Faz Radio chat um, a little bit earlier in this, and um, I think that these rares, I think you'll see a decent amount of those go. 2500 for a uh, Gala Games NFT is an almost unheard of price, right? Everything generally is like five grand at this point. So well, I think a, I think a I do have, chunk of that will go. I do have some stables that I could probably sell for some horses. Well, you'll get first crack at them too. Well, I do have Rider of Rider of the North. Yeah, yeah. you'll get my goal has been whitelist. My goal has always been to get one of everything, at least one of everything. So I'm oh, wondering. I'm wondering. If, so remember, they're planning, which, which I think I saw. Finding different types of horses. Aren't these like flame horses or something? Yeah, you're you're gonna be able to shoot fire at people. So basically what they're making is crypto kitties with these damn things. Everything's a <laughs> mini game. And so if if you were there are gonna be people who won't care about buying land and rent and, and farming, all they're gonna do is breed horses. And they're gonna collect horses. Just I mean, this this economy is so big that you're not going to be able to encapsulate it all in, in with just, you can't get in all the NFTs and be able to play the game. You're just going to have to be working a small area of the game. Now, wait, I want to find and show you that, uh, that other, uh, Oh, by the way. So it says here, these noble steeds can be restored if they die, just like exemplars themselves. And they'll be reborn if they perish. Now, here, here, where is it? Come on, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I saw it. And I want to. And I want to talk about this dilemma when you, when you're done showing because this is what we were talking about earlier. I know I saw it. Did they change this? Ah, here. So they have materium inside of them, right? Which keeps them alive. Firebrands can be purchased for only a short time. Any unclaimed amounts will be burned. However, the brightest flames cannot burn forever, even with the power of materium. You'd, have to, you'd, have, to gain, you, you'd have to gain more materium. Well, this is saying... Even the brightest flames, the horses cannot burn forever. They're saying eventually they're going to phase them out. That's what that tells me. Wait a minute. Any unclaimed mounts? Okay, I, I think I think their wording is bad because then they bold below it. Any unclaimed mounts will be burned and returned to from whence they came. That's okay. So I think you're reading into question. that. You're reading. That's into a good that. question. Does that mean that the that the NFT horses can die eventually, or does that mean they're just going to burn them no, if they don't because, sell them? Because it would be contradictory from what they said above. What they said above God. is that NFT horses can be resurrected in cemeteries. Well, we we know Gal is terrific at communication. So, <laughs> well, and that's that. Well, it's going to take them a while to figure out the best way to write these things. What what I have a problem with when people read things online, especially about cryptos, they don't take sentences into context. And I can barely read that because it's really tiny on my screen. Maybe I can full screen this. Um, that's better. Um, 
remember that things mean things based upon the sentences around them. You can't just pluck a sentence out of out of a out of something you read online and be like, "Oh my God, do you know what this means? What's the context?" <laughs> so that's that's all I'm gonna just warn you about is. I think it's obvious in the other games, especially spider tanks, that if you die, if you have the NFT, you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to lose it. You're always you'll always be able to use that NFT at the level that it's at. Maybe all of your upgrades are gone, but the NFT. Uh, what's that? EOE. Echoes How do you upgrade a horse? I don't know. I just I just made it up. Echoes of Empire has it to where. um if if you're you're what you have a planet or something you can upgrade it, but but if things get destroyed you'll still be able to recreate those those items either the planet or the ship or whatever and any upgrades on them are gone. So okay, that makes a sense good sense with NFTs because you kind of have a saved game piece. It's not a saved game, but a same game saved game piece. So if you've earned a legendary, you could lose it, but if you have an NFT of a legendary. It goes away. You can always get it back and start over because you paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for it. Well, now wait. So, so I was joking around the other day, and then I realized, well, that's really not a joke. So, you have all these farm animals, right? Are they going to sell cows? The goal in in Mirandus is for everything to be an NFT. That's their goal. Right. So are they going to sell NFT cows that can only breed cows that you can buy? Are they going to sell sheep that you can only I don't NFT see why not. sheep? Are they going to are they going to be like Monsanto and sell only seeds? If you you can't get wheat seeds from your wheat, you have to buy more more seeds. How why are how, you why are you how, acting like how this is new? intricate is this going to get? Why are you acting like this is new? Yes, that's always been the promise. I mean, you're you you physically you literally buy land that you can't get any more of. You have to have that NFT. Otherwise, you can't get more land. So I have a feeling in Mirandus, you may even be able to earn or somehow have some sort of in-game land eventually, which then if you have the NFT, you can always place a town somewhere. I, yes, it's going to be exactly like Monsanto. It's, it's, it's basically itemizing out pieces of the economy to sell to you. You get hmm. the permanent ones, and everybody else gets the temporary ones. So if they're going to have cows, I would bet before the NFTs are made, all the cows are, are just going to die in the game because they can't keep track of them. <laughs> However, you get an NFT, now you can resurrect them, and maybe it's a legendary cow that could, I don't know, projectile poop like 50 feet or something. Well, then you'll, well, yeah, you'll need the manure, right, to grow the crops. <laughs> Is that going to be a separate NFT? How, Got me a how, pile yeah. of manure, manure for a thousand dollars. I just bought cow shit with my materium. I got no. I got some high quality cow shit. I got some ancient fucking cow shit here. Wow, that'll make your crops grow faster. How detailed is Miranda's master going to make this? That's well, that key. okay. So here's the thing about this game, and this is going to piss you off for years to come. Let's go. Let's go down that rabbit hole. Fine. So they have horses, so you can assume that they're going to make NFTs for cows. And let's go the cow shit direction. So maybe maybe getting cow shit takes a long time because you got to, you got to pay to feed the cow, and then you got to walk them around, exercise them. Who knows? But they're going to produce foul cow shit, which <laughs> well, then needs to be on cow. your, <laughs> which then needs to be on your crops. But then there are people who don't have cows, and they don't want to make they don't want to make the cow shit. 
So what they want to do is buy cow shit from other people. So, of course, there'll be barrels of cow shit sold in the games. And then people who might not want to might want to get permanent barrels of cow shit. So they don't have to worry about the whole cow shit loop. And so now you have premium cow shit, crappy cow shit. Yeah, I know crappy cow shit. Oh, no. Uncommon. Uncommon cow shit. (laughs) Rare rare cow shit. So you're going to have all this kind of stuff. And then it's it's like it doesn't end there because now it's like we got to put it on the crops. What kind of crops are you putting it on? Are you using ancient corn? Are you using rare corn? Uh, I mean, it's what level? Okay, fine. You got you got you got the uh, the ancient corn. You got the ancient cow shit. What kind of water are you putting on this stuff? It's just just well. Now listen, you 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 could because ad nauseum. You got well. You could because if you own a tavern, right? You're gonna have different beers. You're gonna have your premium beer from your ancient wheat, and you're gonna have your blats or your schlitz from the uncommon shit. I'm wondering if if being drunk in game makes you play worse at those tavern games that they're planning. Well, and you couldn't shoot a bow and arrow. I wonder if it'll make your screen shake when you're trying to fucking shoot something after you've been drinking. <laughs> well, then there's got to be a good reason to drink. Right now, everybody drinks because it gets them away from their problems. Can you get <laughs> the fucking horse drunk? How about that? That would other... be fun. See, I That's a tavern game right there. Ride drunk horses. Just get other people drunk, steal their shit. Why, why get drunk yourself? Then what would why you have to have a good reason to get drunk? <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so yes, you can you can get just maddeningly crazy with the ways that you can subdivide this shit. It's not gonna end. And so the more interest they have in the game, the more game pieces you're gonna see as separate NFTs. Horses are there because they have this whole game loop they're planning. Um, cows, I don't know if they have, there's a game loop with that, but they would if they have demand for that game loop because horses are too boring. Yeah, they're going to have NFT cows and in then NFT chickens and NFT dragons and, and whatever. I still I, I'm still going to say I want to I want a pet dog. So maybe well, maybe pet they need to get. I, I don't want dragons. I want dogs. I, I have like a dragon. Dogs. I'm going to have a pet dragon in the game. How are you going to get a dragon? I have one. How do you, how'd you get a dragon? Uh, you, you buy 10 of those, um, cards. Oh, packs. is that the card things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, okay, okay. So this is where you have one NFT. It's kind of weird. This is 10 cards that add up to a single NF to a single in-game asset, which they're supporting in multiple games. This is the kind of shenanigans you can do. So this dragon that I have... You don't own it. We already talked about that. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> Again, this whole economy, this whole concept of Web3 gaming is just starting, and it's going to take years for it to, to suss out. Um, you know, if, if you would look, look at the state of Linux in 1994, the whole concept was there. I know this because I knew people that were into Linux in 1994 and 95. The concept was there and people thought, hey, this is great. I can have a free operating system. I don't have to install Windows or DOS on my computer. I can just I can just get on the Internet and I can author a document and I could do this stuff. That was neat. And nobody owned it. But, yeah, in a sense, it was centralized because Linus Torvalds did it. But the point is, once you got the code, you could make it yourself. 
that was what was cool. Linus could die, and you could keep the code going by compiling it yourself. And now it's you know twenty something thirty years later, that's developed. You know that the whole concept has has developed, and and things are are a lot different now than they were then. You have companies have have sprung up where their entire job is to modify Linux. That's all they do. There's a couple in Portland here. I forgot the names of them, but I've been there. Um, that's their entire job is to modify Linux. If Web3 games get come go develop to their natural conclusion, you're going to have these games be completely independent. And then other companies will start developing things for the game. And then you'll just roll your own game. You'll be playing, let's say Mirandas went completely Titan approved Web3, where Mirandas was on its own, completely independent. You'd have five or six companies with their version of Mirandas. It's like, I don't want to pay the play the company one Mirandas because that sucks. The company five Mirandas with, with all the mods and the hacks that I like, that's the one I like. That's the one I play all the time. That's what all these companies are hoping for when they're when they're doing blockchain gaming is they're hoping that other people will build on to their nfts one of them's going to win and we don't know who it is with with web one uh it 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 was you know yahoo uh with web two it was google um and and facebook and amazon with web three i don't know it's it's but i did i do i will say that i was using yahoo right when it began in like 95 96 when it was just a page full of links and it became yeah. it became this huge portal and it became this this in huge force and then google copied them but did did it better and then yahoo is kind of a shadow of what it was but they're still bigger now than they were when i got into it in 1995 96 so mm -hmm. yeah i don't know I don't know what who's gonna who's gonna rule the roost, but all these companies like Gala Games, Decentraland, and you know the Sandbox and stuff—they're fighting for it. And I, I think they're they're they're—I I bet all three of them are going to be around from years to come, for years to come. Well, yeah, I'm sure they probably will. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. But I don't—I also don't doubt that they could all go away because the SEC wants to sincerely control things, and the company that buys up their pieces. <laughs> And and then remake stuff according to the, the the new way of doing things legally. Maybe they'll be in charge. So I think Some, somebody will be in charge. That value will be there. That that's being developed right now. I I have a, a theory that you can't destroy value because even if a company goes away, all of their assets are going to be acquired by somebody because they're going to have use. So if Gala Games went away, they have. They have hardware, they have developers, they have code. That code will be sold to somebody else. It'll be turned into another game. Uh, it'll be, parts of it will be under another, another game. The people who worked at Gala Games will be smart enough. They'll be building other games. So that's all sorts of value that they're trying to capture with crypto. And so hopefully that continues. I'd, I'd like to see that, that continue going with Web3. But I'm not going to define Web3 and say, this ain't Web3. Because it doesn't it's meet not. these seventeen criteria on the on, you no, know on... no seventeen criteria. There's three criteria. It's real easy. And when they get there, we'll know it. What's your three criteria? If they, if they get there, what's the criteria? It has to be trustless. It has to be decentralized, and it has to be free. Well, here's the question: 
Is this a centralized authority telling you what the definition of Web three is? Oh my God! Oh, oh yeah. So you you've you've accepted a, de a definition now, and now I want to know where this de who who told you this definition? What investigation? A variety. Of, <laughs> no, a variety of credible sources, including the one we put up, which was Harvard. And those so I'm going to call that. I'm going to call that the Titan uh, description. Well, okay. We see, I, I just I just looked it up. Wormhole. I just looked it up on Google right now, and I see uh, Web three refers to decentralized apps that run on the black blockchain. Okay, if you can make a decentralized app even without a coin, it could be Web three. Okay, you but can have the Web3. FAS version of decentralized is horseshit. Well, we don't. Well, we we'd have to find out what decentralized means. By that we know what it saying. means. We've argued it on Faz Radio probably 10 times. I already. said it's a spectrum. It's not. Yes, it is. It's not. It depends on what you want, what you need. You can have a spectrum, but it's then not decentralized. No word is absolute. And yes, I realize that's an absolute statement. <laughs> Hypocrisy. All right, done? I'm out of I'm out of ammo, man. All right, I've worn you down. It's been an hour and twenty five minutes here. See, even the commenters have stopped commenting. They're sleeping, man. You talk too much. Mm -hmm. Well, it is Faz Radio. Faz I'm not complaining. You don't hear me complaining. I'm just making a statement. I just fazzed all over the place, all over the place there. I am just asking a question. That's my favorite new new term. I'm just asking a question. I was fazzing. All right. So <laughs> good thing you're not on camera. <laughs> you know, again, I'm 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 really wondering. So I am gonna do the camera thing. Um I might point it up in a way because I, I really don't stare at the screen like everybody else does when they're when they're talking. I, I'm much more antsy than than Titan here who's not looking at the screen right now. Um, I, I never look into the camera. I just, whatever I normally do when I'm on these casts is what I do. I just sit here and I wait for you to get done talking and throw my two cents in. Mm -hmm. I can't flip anybody off while I'm, while I'm talking anymore, or maybe I can. And that, that'll be my thing. I was mocking you last night and I forgot I was on camera. Yeah, I, I saw you flipping <laughs> me off there. No, you I wasn't was. flipping you off. I, you were talking. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, you realize you're on camera. And I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> yes, I, I, I make faces and I make faces and uh, I, I don't think it embarrasses me anymore. <laughs> so I, I'll probably be fine with the faces. But the problem is, if you make faces, that gives a tell to the other person that, that you're annoyed. And when you do and when that happens, then they go a different direction. I'll well, wear a mask. There you go. That, I'll get it. That was the thing. So, so Nate and I were were listening to you last night, and you said something that we we both kind of went, "Oh, oh yeah." Nate <laughs> Nate made a big face, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So, you know, I, I, I might point the camera at something, and that way I can make all the faces just, I want. Just, just leave it. Put it up like I did right here. Just put it up and leave it. You ignore it. After the, like, the second cast that you're on, you won't even know it's there anymore. Well, it'll become my thing. It'll it'll be like, oh, Faz always does that when Titan gets like that. 
<laughs> we we do need we do need um fancy names up under here. This is this is all going to change. We're we we have some plans and uh, th things are going to change. I, I don't like this this stream yard setup right now. Well, you know what? We're going to go at the pace we've gone at. Uh, I think the whole time when okay. whenever it, it is that we're ready to make a move, we make a move. You know, and not a minute before, not a minute after. That's right. This has worked ready. out really well and. And the funny part of this is I pushed Faz pretty hard uh, at the beginning to, hey, we need to be here. We need to be there after seeing other podcasters. And uh, he basically pounded me in the head and said, hey, just trust the process. And we want to have fun and we want to we want to educate and we want to want to do the things that we want to do. And good things will happen. And here we are 21 months later and great things are happening. So uh, speaking of that, a, it's a great ride. Speaking of that, we have not said anything about our sponsor, which does not show up very well because our sponsor gave us this kind of graphic here. Nerdnode, nerdnode.io. It's up in the can upper you, right hand corner. Can you talk about that without digging at him every time? <laughs> what? I'm not digging at anybody. I just said nerd node. He's a, he's our sponsor. The passive aggressive. Ah, oh, he gave us this crappy overlay. Oh well, it's not a crappy overlay. It's a nice overlay. Do we want more overlays that we could use in Are different you saying ways? That I'm not doing a good job of displaying this overlay, and it's not actually crappy. It's me doing a crappy job. That it, might be a point. You yeah. said with, started with that. Here, let's see if I uh, where's we have our. Uh, technical difficulties thing see you can see nerd node better right there i can okay. see it just fine there maybe it's because okay. you're colorblind it's black on like gray anyway it's yes, not nerd... gray what's the background what color is that for you it it's white and then there's green and blue with the oh, with the i know what it is okay <laughs> see i turned on um what is it dark mode for chrome <laughs> and it's a chrome setting and it changes the color of fucking everything on the screen, which is nice. That's what you want it to do, right? But I see different colors than other people. And, okay, so I'm wrong. That's it. I, I'm wrong there because of I, I need to fix that setting on Chrome because I, I got to unfuck what it has fucked. Okay. Um, anyway, so, yes, nerdnode.io is our sponsor. And uh, they are a company that will run your gala nodes for you among other nodes, uh, so that when your gala nodes go down, you don't have to worry about uh, getting them back up. You could say almost that they're node Viagra. See, that's the second Viagra reference I put in here. So the way that I think about it is it's kind of like having a VPS and then not even having to muck with it. They take care of that VPS for you. So that's that's uh, that's nerd node, and uh, we we actually talk with uh, Forged in Crypto, who who uh, nerd node is one of the companies he's associated with. Um, we talk with him on Thursdays every week, and we just talk to him about everything actually. So there's great news. According to that, we're, uh, we're going to pop this out. We uh, we have a special guest coming on next Thursday, and uh, it'll be for that. Uh, is that show confirmed? Where 
that confirmed? Yes, it is. I did that this afternoon. It is confirmed. We have a, a gentleman named Old Bull who created uh, with his family. There's four founders. Did he create Weeble? No, not Weeble. That's <laughs> Nate keeps getting them confused. It's Playable. Playable. Um, That's P-L-A-Y-A right. number three U-L-L. U-L-L. Right. And if you go back into CFA and search for Playable spelled like you would think it's spelled and the also the way with play uh three u l l we did look at them before and we weren't real sure if we liked that one there were some things that there were unanswered questions yeah it kind of sketched us out a little bit we couldn't find a lot of information on it but now we've revisited that and I spent a couple hours the other night going through uh, the last year or so of Playable and their interviews. And Nate made the connection for us. He was the first one on Twitter to reach out and called a couple companies out. So uh, they answered and, and he wanted on the show. Uh, he's a, a fantastic gentleman. Uh, I watched some of the other interviews he is going to be a very entertaining guest this coming Thursday um, for the typical Dow slot with me, Faz, and Nate. That is really awesome. So it is. yes, we'll, and the the whole the whole thing that we're trying to do here is we're we're getting hooked up with with a lot of different people in the crypto world and talking to them so that you can get it get your information really quick to learn about what's out there. A lot of people don't have time to research this, and uh, we're researching it, and we're talking to the people so that you don't have to. Well, well, you you still should. Don't just take our words for it. We're just two idiots with microphones. Well, we could get it wrong. We could ask the wrong questions, I guess. Well, every, every, no, everybody so, has a line. You know, everybody has a sales pitch, too. So, so. right. Well, here's the thing, right? So I, I already prefaced it when I talked to him today, and I told him I, I watched your interviews. And a lot of those interviews that you did, you know, oh, what's playable? Oh, what's a node? Oh, and I told him, I said, look, we got some people that we've been uh, talking with for 21 months now. They're, uh, a lot of them are people in the Gala Games ecosystem. They're really familiar with how all this works. You Playable has modeled a lot of their uh game company after the gala model they they're not a gala clone but they've taken kind of the good stuff out and plucked it out so uh i told them you know you're you're gonna you're gonna get some much deeper questions we're gonna expand we're gonna push a little bit further than maybe what you're used to and he welcomed the challenge so for those of you listening also uh, bring your questions, do a little bit of backstory for yourselves so you know who we're going to be talking to. Um, and we'll talk to them on Thursday and we'll be ready for your questions if we don't get quite deep enough for your liking. And that came out really wrong. <laughs> Take it for what it is. Uh, I wasn't thinking anything was wrong with that. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, that was a really poor That's way because to I said that. Viagra earlier in... No, you poisoned okay. the content. Okay. Well, that's uh <laughs> I should take the nerd node logo away, put the Faz Radio one back on. If that's 
There, there you go. Faz Radio. All right, uh, let's wrap this one up. We're going to go back to our brand new uh, animated logo. We actually have more animated logos coming too. I'm, I'm having a hard time deciding. Let's see if this shows up right. Yeah, see that? That's our brand new animated logo. One of many to come. Very cool. So we're going to cut this off. And thank you guys for, for stopping by and listening to us for so long. Uh, we, we like to have fun. Have a great weekend, you guys, and we will talk at you on Thursday. All right. Let's see if I can find the music. The music is right here. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, Titan. We have our uh, pre-recorded outro to do. Uh, can you, like, say your thing so that people will know? Oh, absolutely. Hey, like, subscribe, and throw some comments below. That helps us, which in turn helps us provide you with much, much better content every week. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for supporting the channel. And thanks for sitting through our pre-recorded outro.